Hello, this is Dan Jones, a guy who wants you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray today that this talk will help you in that process. If it is helping you, send me an email to father.danjones at outlook.com. You don't have to say anything in particular. I just want your email address because it's easier for me to share that way. Thanks so much. Who can possibly be against using common sense? When we see people not using their common sense, we usually shake our heads and say, tisk tisk. I've been told all my life to use my common sense. When Debbie and I were having children, most of you may know we have nine of them, all adults now. We were told in no uncertain terms to use our common sense. In other words, stop it. I've talked about our fruitfulness in other places, and this talk is not about that. But I want to examine the whole notion of common sense for disciples of Jesus. And in case you haven't figured that out, these quiet talks are for the most part aimed at that group of people. I want to encourage believers. I want to help to strengthen the body of Christ and in that way foster the spread of the gospel. The church is God's one and only method of evangelizing the world. So when the church is strong, that work will prosper. So back to our subject. Do you have any common sense? I'm sure your answer will be, of course, I'm not stupid. Just so you'll know, I have at least some common sense. I wear my seatbelt. If it's raining, I take an umbrella at least if I can find one. I hold the handrail when I go down the stairs. I look both ways when I cross the street. You get the message. But I've got to tell you, there are times and there are ways in which God has led me that did not seem to line up with common sense. Let me share a couple of familiar verses from the Bible with you. For those of you who may not know, I'm a Bible guy. I am currently in a church fellowship where that's a bit noteworthy for some of my friends. In the church where I grew up, it was taken for granted. So here it is, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and he will make your paths straight. Now, if there's a common sense book in the Bible, it's Proverbs. Proverbs contains wisdom for life. It tells you how to avoid a lot of trouble. For example, I think most of you would consider this common sense. Proverbs warns us more than once about knowing when to keep our mouths shut. I can tell you about a painful an embarrassing lesson I learned in my freshman year of college about that one. But it's just too embarrassing, so I'm not gonna. But let's look closely at these familiar verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means you trust God 100%. It means you're all in with God with believing Him and following His ways. It means you give everything to Him, your whole life, 
your body, your family, your money, your future, everything. And then comes the phrase that this talk is all about. Do not lean on your own understanding. Let me cut to the chase and put it plainly. If you follow Jesus, there are going to be times when he leads you to do things that your friends and loved ones will think are crazy. I really think you could open your Bible to Hebrews 11 and just go down the list of crazy people. People, however, who the Bible says lived by faith. And in case you don't know, it's impossible to please God without faith. That's Hebrews 11.6. Let's start with Noah. God told Noah to build a huge boat in the middle of the desert. It took him 100 years. I'm guessing some of his neighbors thought he was a bit off, but Noah got the last laugh. And then there's Abraham. God told Abraham to leave home, to leave his family, to leave everything he had ever known, all of his contacts and business associates, the fertile land he had been born on, and go, where was it God told him to go? I like this. God said, go to a land that I will show you. If I had been Abraham, I would have said to God, tell me about this land how far away it is, what it's like, what will happen to me there, what kind of schools do they have, and shopping, and so forth. God didn't tell him any of that. He just said, go. And amazingly, Abraham went. And that's why we call this guy the father of faith. By faith, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Now tell me, is that common sense? When I take my family on a long trip, I always know where we're going. I plan ahead where we'll stop for the night if we need to do that. I make hotel reservations well in advance. I know every highway we'll travel down. I'm not the greatest planner in the world, but I do plan trips. That's just common sense. But God didn't give Abraham a map that was all marked out. He just said, get up and go. And Abraham went. And of course, we know the rest of the story because we can look back on past events. But Abraham didn't have that luxury. Instead, he trusted God. And God used him mightily. He used him to ultimately bring the Savior into this world. We could go on and on in Scripture. Let me just throw out one New Testament example. One day, Jesus passed by Galilee and saw some fishermen in their boats with their nets. He said to them, follow me. And the Bible says they left their boats, their nets, their families and they followed Jesus. Notice what Jesus did not say. He did not say, follow me because I have a guaranteed source of funding and a long list of proven donors who will pay for everything. 
Also notice what these disciples did not say. They did not say, Jesus, this sounds interesting, but before we leave uh, this secure gig we've got going on here, please share with us how you will support this kingdom of God thing. Where are we going to sleep tonight, for example? You get the picture? Sometimes God calls us to do things that seem to fly in the face of common sense. Now, let me say this right away. Sometimes people, and I've been there myself, do things that they think are God's leading, but don't work out to be so. We have to be willing to take responsibility for these things and not blame God or other people when we miss it. Let me just share a thing or two about guidance. This is by no means exhaustive. If you want to be led by God, you must live daily in His Word, the Bible. If there are things that are clear in God's Word that you are not obeying, don't expect God to lead you in areas that are not spelled out in His Word, like what job to take, what school to go to, who to marry, and so forth. I had a lady tell me once that she believed God was telling her to divorce her husband. I had to share with her that God already said in his word that he hates divorce. Jesus said, what God has joined, let no one separate, etc., etc. God was not telling her to do this. The Bible is clear on that subject. So if you want God to lead you, you must be in his word daily. And don't just read it, but do it. Jesus said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. His brother, James, reaffirmed this truth in James 1.22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You must commit to God that you will follow him no matter what the cost, that you will obey him no matter what anybody else thinks. And this following and obeying starts with what is plainly spelled out in Scripture. Pray earnestly every day. Pray with your spouse if you have one. If you can't pray with your spouse, then that's the first place where God is leading you right now. Build that spiritual relationship. Don't expect God to show you things that aren't spelled out in Scripture if this area of your life is not in order. Sometimes obeying God is hard, but it's the only way to live. I could share many ways God has led us that seemed to go against common sense, but looking back, I have no doubt that it was his leading. Now, if you haven't already, go up to the link at the top of this page that says All Episodes. Click on that and scroll down to the talk called How God Has Led Dan and Debbie. She's my wife, by the way. And she is my co-conspirator in sometimes defying common sense.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious and holy word. We thank you, Lord, for the the heroes and the saints of the past who have gone before us, for all of those listed, that great cloud of witnesses listed in Hebrews 11, and most of all, for the Lord Jesus Christ, who has gone before us and who says to us, follow me. We trust you, Jesus. I pray for those listening to this little talk today that faith will be born in their souls just to set their hearts on God, to follow Jesus Christ, to be in his word daily, and to hear his voice and do what God leads them to do. Help us, Lord God, to be faithful to you as your church to spread the gospel of Christ in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, my friend, would you please email me at father.danjones at outlook.com. I would love to be able to share these with you, the links with you through email. Of course, if you've already figured this out, uh, there is a link uh, that I've shared on Facebook a couple of times that lists all the quiet talks. And when you refresh that, it adds whatever the latest one that I have uploaded. So uh, avail yourself of that. And please let me know uh, through email if these talks are a blessing to you. God richly bless you, I pray.